This is Art House Roadshow, a podcast on film, faith, and mental health with your hosts, Kyle Myers and Hank Spaulding. You're listening to an Art House Roadshow movie review. And welcome back to the Art House Roadshow. Uh, my name is Hank. I'm your host uh, solo today. Kyle's not uh, with us. Uh, but if you uh, listen to the podcast on The Flash and um, Spider-Verse movies, you'll know that we are taking a break for the summer. And that's entirely my fault uh, in terms of not getting that uh, Body Snatcher film in, or film, uh, Body Snatcher podcast in because um, I was unable to complete the, the watch-throughs and um uh before our first uh, show so anyway um this is uh all on me but i wanted to at least uh, upload this uh, new content as we're heading into the summer i might be back with a few reviews uh might be back with kyle who knows uh but for now we're taking a break and we'll be back soon um anyway i uh, just wanted to dive into that if you want to hear more about it please uh check out that spider verse flash one in the beginning there's no f- spoilers at the beginning of that one so you can listen to the information about the roadshow if you'd like. Um, anyway, um, I wanted to give a review on a movie that I think has flown under the radar for a lot of people, but I think is uh, very much uh, like something that you should go out of your way to see. Uh, it's a beautiful movie uh, with some great acting, um, but written uh, written by Zach Braff, actually. Uh, which is, uh, I think, uh, powerful in and of itself. And it stars some of my favorite actors, uh, uh, least of which is uh, Florence Pugh. I love Florence Pugh. I think she's a fantastic actress. I've loved her ever since I saw her in Fighting With My Family, which was uh, about a wrestling family. Um, uh, And then, obviously, she's played uh, Elena um, in... uh, the Avengers uh, MCU, uh, but I've loved her in all the things that I've seen her in, and I think you should watch uh, every movie that she's in as well. But it also stars Morgan Freeman, one of the greatest actors of all time. Uh, so it's a great film just for, it's uh, just very, I mean, Molly Shannon is in this. I mean, there's a, quite a cast here, so it's a good movie, but I think it's um, also has a really powerful theological message that I, I hope everyone will uh, enjoy. Um, but, uh, anyway, like, uh, I, I just, I watched this movie in theaters and it was just powerful. I had a good cry, uh, through it. Um, but I, I do think that you will, um, not regret turning on this film because of the deep redemptive themes in it. Uh, just spoiler alert about spoilers. Um, we are, uh, gonna do some spoilers here. So if you haven't seen this movie, um, uh, you can just stop here and, and go and watch it and then come back and see if I got it right. But consider this your endorsement and also warning that we're about to dive into some spoilers. Uh, this film follows Florence Pugh's character named Allison, um, whom uh, is engaged to uh, a man named Nathan. Um, they're going to get married. They're happy. And a car wreck um, that wherein uh, Florence Pugh's character Allison is driving uh, leads to the death of Nathan, her fiance's um, sister, and uh, her sister's husband. So her future sister-in-law and brother-in-law um, die in this car accident. Um, to which Allison 
is blamed for the accident for looking at her phone. Now, in the, early in the film, you find out the reason she's looking at her phone because she's tr- phone is because she's trying to get directions and misses a uh, truck backing up um, onto the highway and then swerves to miss it. And there's this accident. It's and it's horrific. Um, if there's a flash forward here um, after the accident um, and the the revelation of the death to a future Allison um, who looks a little bit worse for the wear. You can tell that she um, has been uh, medicating her feelings with some, some drug use. Um, And now she is kind of at home with her mom, Diane, who's played by Molly Shannon. Um, And she's very abrasive. She's very hard to uh, be around. Um, She's difficult. And, um, she just is kind of trying to fuel her next high. Um, there's a scene where her mom kind of like gets rid of her medicine. Um, and Florence Pugh's character, uh, then steals a bike and she's like dressed in her pajamas, goes down to the pharmacy to try to get some more. Um, you know, and it, it's, it's just one of those things that like, it, you can tell it's very tragic. Like she's, she's, um, spiraling out of control and is very much like hitting rock bottom. Um, <laughs> one of the more, um, interesting parts about this is that you kind of, like, go back and forth between Allison's story and Morgan Freeman, who's named Daniel. Daniel is actually Nathan, um, Allison's former fiancé, um, is Nathan's father. And, um, he has now custody of Molly and, uh, Jesse's, um, daughter, um, who was uh, left as an orphan after the accident. So he's the now the kind of caregiver of that. Um, in, in the wake of the accident, um, you find out that um, he's having a hard time himself dealing with it, but he doesn't really show it very much on the on kind of the surface. Um, what you see is that he's trying his best to um, father a daughter um, uh, uh, or granddaughter like in a meaningful way. Um, uh, he's still very much building, like, his big kind of pastime is building trains. He's a retired cop. Um, and so he's got, you know, he, he seems like a pretty stand-up guy. Um, uh, and he seems like he's a good person. You'll find out later why that uh, that's not true. There's a meeting um, that he has with his son, Nathan, whom is largely absent from this film, um, except in flashbacks or towards the very end of the film. They meet uh, because Daniel is trying to have a relationship with his son, um, and it's interesting, um, like, even at the beginning when, uh, Nathan and Molly are getting phone calls from Daniel, again, played by Morgan Freeman, um, they seem to be a little confused about why he's calling and things of that nature. Um, it's, it's interesting yet again, because, like, they don't really come out and say it. They just kind of sow these seeds that, um, there's some kind of dissension there, you find out later that Nathan him, or Daniel himself was a abusive father um, because of his alcoholism uh, and things of that nature. And so his addiction actually dovetails quite nicely with Allison's addiction. And they kind of help heal each other, even though Daniel is very much further along in his treatment or his kind of like end of, or not end of, but like his uh, kind of um, handling of this addiction. Like he's very much past it. Uh, and we'll get to the big reveal at the end, which I just think is such a powerful, powerful moment. Um, Daniel seems to, like I said, have it all together. 
but Allison very much doesn't. Uh, and that leads to the moment that kind of leads to Allison's rock bottom moment. She asks her mom for help, um, but her mom um, doesn't really give it to her. So she goes to a bar and she runs into some um, old high school acquaintances. Um, and they're talking about, you know, um, drugs and things like that. And, you know, the guy that she runs into is like, you know, you were always like this too, I'm too good for you kind of person. Now look, here you are in this bar with me in the middle of the day. Um, and he's like, I'll help you get high, but you got to come with me and that kind of thing. And, um, you don't quite see exactly what happens, but you kind of get the sense that she did something she regrets because after she gets high, the next thing she see, does is throw up in this hallway and she realizes that she needs help. And her mom, she runs into her mom, uh, or she goes home and she tells her mom she needs help. And her mom is feeling bad for throwing her medicine away. So she went and got her other medicine and uh, you know she's looking at that um and looking at the medicine and just realizes that if she's going to get help she's got to find it somewhere else and she goes to an aa meeting um, when she goes to that aa meeting who's there but daniel uh, and there's this really beautiful scene where allison walks in she sees daniel and she turns around and and leaves and daniel chases after her and says you know hey listen why don't you stay here and she's like listen there are tons of AA meetings, I can find another one, and he's like, yeah, you found this one, and, you know, he's, he, he, she basically confesses that she just hasn't been doing well, and he says, this is the place, then, that you need to be, and I love this scene for a variety of reasons, um, there's, there's an interesting kind of, like, camera angle here, that over Daniel's, like, right shoulder is, um, across most AA meetings, or at least a lot of AA meetings happen in, uh, churches, and you can see that this one definitely isn't a church. And there's a cross right behind him that you can see as he says, you know, you belong here. I think there's a powerful sense of, like, the church at its best is a place where people whom are at the end of their rope can find a place of rest and healing and support. And and really someone who will walk through that with them through the kind of um, struggles and, and problems of life. And I think that this moment is just really beautiful. Because as, as we watch, you know, her, her being Allison kind of go through the stages of her healing, you know, it begins here at this, this very sacred, holy place um, that invites her to a new way of life. And very much Daniel is an agent of that grace in that moment. And it seems like, you know, he's kind of this very forgiving person and this very, you know, um, devout and righteous character, which again, I just, this is one of the things I love about the way that the story is told is that, um, you know, you find out later that he thought very differently about this scene, and we'll get there when we get there, but um, it's it's this moment where he kind of starts to, like, be her sponsor and take her under his wing. Um, she kind of gets involved in uh, the daughter of, uh, the granddaughter of Daniel um, in some capacity, um, and kind of starts to help her with things and help Daniel become a better parent. Um, it's just awkward because, you know, Daniel obviously is the father of Nathan, grandfather of Ryan, whom again is the daughter of the people that Allison killed. And so it's, it's, it's just this thing that's getting caught up kind of in this life. And, and I, I remember reading this, there's this really great book called Saint Maybe written by, I think, Anne Tyler. And, um, there's this moment where one of the main characters of this, of this book, like asks for forgiveness because actions by this 
person actually led to the death of of um of his brother um and he apologizes and seeks forgiveness from his brother's wife and and she forgives him but she says you have to, you now have the responsibility to help raise your brother's daughter your niece and so he does and i think that like a part of forgiveness is this kind of like not just this kind of loosing of guilt but also the but also sometimes like a, a responsibility to make right where one has done wrong and i think that that is a very powerful trope not only in literature but it's i think it's a very powerful trope in scripture and theology and those kind of things too but yeah this movie is filled with with that sense of like allison feeling this responsibility to care for ryan and help ryan because she knows that in some sense she's responsible for what has happened now granted throughout there's this moment where each of them allison and daniel finally admit what their shard of glass is allison contends that she was not responsible for what's going on and has not really fully allowed herself to accept the fact that it was her fault and in without doing that and in so doing has really troubled her healing like her process of healing being able to admit that is her final moment of rock bottom where she can finally admit that and try and seek and heal and move on um and so she uh she continues through this film um as a as a character is just trying to seek healing and things of that nature and with with daniel very much so and you know there's all kinds of hijinks and things that go right and wrong and you know ultimately ryan finds out that allison was the one that led to her mother's death um and you know it was you know which that doesn't go well but you know they find a way to come back around it the the big climactic point is uh ryan asks um, Allison to go with her to a concert, um, and to see this band, and Ryan knows that she, uh, sorry, Allison knows that Ryan should not go out, um, that Daniel wouldn't want that, and, but she's gonna do it, and anyway, with or without Allison, so Allison goes to kind of keep an eye on her, unbeknownst to Allison, Ryan had actually scheduled her brother, and her brother's new fiancé, to be there as well because she was hoping to get them back together and everything would be fixed and um, all it does is it causes Allison to spiral um, uh, and basically get drunk and, and high and things like that and Nathan gets very mad at his sister um, meanwhile Daniel um, looks for is like realizes that Ryan is missing and he goes to look for her finds her down at that club um and it's interesting because he takes a gun with him and um he actually uh, uh points it at the the one of the band members that you know uh ryan goes to see and there's there's a lot happening in the scene that's not really great um but you know there's there's just like this huge conflict and you know nathan's there daniel's there allison's there ryan's there all of the main characters are kind of coming together for the first time and sharing space and this is where Daniel has his moment where he talks about like he has kind of scratched his way back from alcoholism and earned the goodness that he has. And I am proving to God that I am good. Um, and I knew the day that you walked into that AA meeting that God was testing me. And this is where I was going to realize how my goodness is stronger than a diamond or harder than a diamond or something like that. And, um, and it's just this really great speech that illustrates, I think, 
an essential piece for what a lot of people, and even Christians, I, I would say, theologically think about their own holiness, about goodness and things like that, that there's a sense in which the gospel is about becoming this good person that is immune to heavy and hard things that can press through and be worthy of God's love that they have earned, right? And what they miss is the fact that, you know, and, and in this this movie, it, it and this is what's so beautiful about it, it's set up to the fact where people look at Daniel and they say, this guy has it together. They look at Allison and they say, this person doesn't have it together. And it reminds me of this, of this passage of scripture from Matthew 21 where Jesus is talking to the Pharisees and he tells them this parable of these two sons and it ends in this story about this, this um, prostitute asking for the message, right, before these two sons and, uh, or before the Pharisees. And, he, and Jesus has this really great line. He says, I, I t- truly I tell you that the Pharisees um, and the prostitutes, I'm sorry, I, truly I tell you the tax collectors and the prostitutes will enter the kingdom of heaven before you. For they respond to the message. And, you know, it's what a great line, first of all, to tell a Pharisee. But I think one of the fantastic pieces um, of this story and how it connects to a good person, which is the name of this film, um, is that uh, the Pharisees, uh, the law, like the legalists, you know, not even like all Pharisees aren't legalists, but... Uh, the legalists here um, believe that they can follow the law and earn, right? These legalists. And we have legalists today in the church, too. Uh, but the sense of, like, I can earn my salvation, I can earn my place, that's what Daniel very much feels. Yet it's the person who knows they need help, who's struggling along, who is weak and fallible in everything that they've done, or everything that they are they are the ones that ultimately are seen as the righteous. And I know like it's it's messy in this film. And because this weakness is a more of a, a an openness to dependency on that which is not my own. Autonomy we think of as is the central Christian virtue. It isn't. It is this kind of dependency upon God and the church and things like that. Not to be taken advantage of, because what happens in this language of autonomy and this language of like earning, you know, with Daniel is that he then reveals what he truly thinks about Allison. She's just a junkie and she'll only ever be a junkie. And she she's a murderer who killed his daughter. And like, you know, he, he's never forgiven her. He's never moved on. He's never healed. And he can only ever see um, those that are, even as a person who struggled with addiction, he only sees the, he only sees the flaw, that which causes a reason to say for a lack of grace, right? And I think that there's this really powerful powerful idea at work in this that it is the ones who are like Allison like in the story that Jesus shares the ones who cry out for the message the one who need the good news that themselves are closer to the kingdom of God than the one who thinks they can enter there by sheer force of will and I think again the title of the movie a good person a good person you think that it's Daniel I think it's actually trying to say that it's Allison. Because a good person is one who can ultimately see their flaws, see where they've gone, done wrong, and ultimately do the steps of healing that have to move have to move them towards a better place. And ultimately, I think it's her act of goodness, Allison's, that helps Daniel recognize his own fallibilities 
and his own need for redemption and forgiveness. Um, and so, again, powerful, powerful stuff. And I think a really good point. And that, that scene out in the alleyway is kind of the, like, the climax, the, um, the rush towards the end. Um, it moves on with Allison going into rehab, like an inpatient rehab, instead of just trying to do AA meetings. Doing intense psychotherapy and getting out. Ultimately, you know, moving on with her life. Uh, Daniel passes away. Um, and, you know, she gets to see, like, that this obsession with model trains that he has was to kind of create a world that was safe for him. A world in which he can control every aspect. But that life wasn't like that. And that she helped him see that. And there's this uh, really beautiful kind of ending of of her reconnecting with Nathan and um, those kind of things. And I, I think that it's it's a great, great, great film um, with some really great acting um, and some really great storytelling. And so I would highly recommend that all of you go see, uh, it's on streaming platforms everywhere now, A Good Person, starring Florence Pugh and Morgan Freeman. Well, that'll about do it for us. Uh, I hope that you enjoyed this episode of The Art House Roadshow. If you want to uh, see more and you're a new listener uh, feel free to check out our, our library of podcasts and a whole variety of films if you're a, one of our faithful and have not already done so listen to the new podcasts over uh, Spider-Verse and um, uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy um, trilogy with heavy emphasis on episode 3 um, but I hope that you enjoyed this please let us know if we missed anything or if you have any other thoughts on a good person um, we are on social media. You see us at Art House Road. Um, and, or Kyle and I, you can message us directly. So we'd love to hear your thoughts on these films and uh, let us know if you would like to um, add any of those or if you have any movies that you'd like to see us cover on the podcast. If you want to find a way to help the podcast, please leave a review for us on Apple Podcasts. Um, it's the easiest way to help people find us and support the podcast. But. Um, if, uh, in, until next time, and, and obviously, as I said at the beginning of this show and on the other podcasts as well, Kyle and I will be back sometime in August, September at the very latest. Um, but until then, until our next podcast, whenever that might be, we, play, we pray that you would uh, be well, stay safe, and thanks for tuning in to the Art House Roadshow. And that's a wrap. Thank you for joining us on Art House Roadshow. We'll see you next time. <laughs>